Welcome back to another episode of Interview You. This is your host, Lewis Shine. And hey, I have another special guest on the show today. But first, want to shout out my supporters and my partners, um, Dr. Dish. They make some of the most amazing shooting machines on the planet. And to check out the products that they provide, please visit them at drdishbasketball.com. That's drdishbasketball.com. And for your auto, home, life, and financial needs, please visit David Roberts State Farm, 419 419- 420-7700 or at agentdavidroberts.com. Man, I'm excited to have um, this guest on the show today. Um, been always a fan of what he does. Check them out. Um, has an amazing um, story, an amazing body of work, of things that he does. And so I'm so excited to welcome to the show today, Brian Stancheck. How's it going, man? Great, man. Thanks so much for having me. I've, I've enjoyed listening to the podcast that you that you've had. Uh, I've listened to a couple episodes. And so uh, you're doing you're doing some great work. And it's great to see one of uh, one of my longstanding partners. Uh, Dr. Dish is is a supporter of yours as well. They uh, they are fantastic. Yeah, man. They, amazing people over there, man. Just grateful to uh, just be in. Um, cahoots and in partnership with them. Um, you know, I love the fact that they're not only um, a company that has a, a product, but they're they're very valuable to the basketball space. Um, and today we want to talk about just your value to the to the space of basketball and kind of the, some of the things that you do, man. And so I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to be on today, man. And so, you know, as always, man, I want to take this thing back and, and just see kind of, you know, you know how you got into the space of the thing that you do. Um, Where did it start for you? Where, you know, where did you get a notion in your life of this is something that you wanted to do? Sure. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, Life takes you through twists and turns and you just never know where you're going to wind up. And so for me, you know, I'm a prime example of that. You know, when I was 16 years old, um, I dreamed of coaching college basketball was never, the greatest player in terms of being able to get a division one scholarship. And so my objective was to, uh, you know, be at that, at that level and learn. And so rather than play, I, I'd gotten started with my coaching career and I went to Seton hall to um, the only, I mean, Seton hall was the only school I applied to. Um, It was, you know, that or, I don't know what my fallback option would have been, but I wanted to learn from Tommy Amaker, who was the head coach there at the time, and uh, and Chris Collins, who was an assistant, who actually left the summer before I got there to um, to go to Duke. And so um, my objective was always to coach college basketball. Um, had graduated from Seton Hall, went to the University of Pennsylvania, worked for Fran Dunphy and, and Patrick Knapp. And, and Coach Knapp, um, I had never anticipated coaching women's basketball. Um, but Coach Knapp, who was the women's coach at Penn, kind of took me under his wing and really exposed me to the women's side of basketball and, and how pure it was and um, fundamental based and, and different than the men's side. And so um, through that, you know, I transitioned to, to the women's side and went to Fairleigh Dickinson for two years and then back to my alma mater at Seton Hall, uh, where we were we were in the old Big East. Um, yeah. And uh and, and the best conference probably of all time um, when it was UConn, Notre Dame, Louisville, you know, all, all in the same conference. And so uh, I was 28 years old at the time. My, my boss had stepped down, had a lot of opportunities to remain in coaching, but, you know, I craved some personal professional balance. And um, 
uh, I did pharmaceutical sales for a little while because um, people told me that the money was good and the money was better than it was during my entire coaching career. But I miss being on a college campus. Um, I miss the the uh, just the camaraderie that comes with being on a college campus. And so I was fortunate enough after um, becoming the number one sales rep in the company, uh, the day they announced it, I said, I'm, I'm leaving and, uh, and taking a major pay cut to become an athletic director at a college. And uh, so I took over as an athletic director at Penn State Wilkes-Barre um, out in Pennsylvania. And, uh, and so after two years of doing that, what I started doing was advising a lot of my coaching friends on the women's side in terms of their contracts, handling situations with administrators and uh, preparing for interviews. And some of these coaches were saying, hey, you want to be my agent? And I'm like, oh, man, like he just got a slimy connotation to it. Like, I, I don't know. But the more I thought about it, you know, the relationships that I had through coaching and being an AD and then having been on both sides of the table, I realized I could provide real worthwhile value to coaches um, that no other agent in the business um, had, you know, possessed. And so I started my agency and, and honestly, it took me about three years to even feel comfortable calling myself an agent um, because I looked at it more as, as an advocate um, for coaches. And so that's a long winded way of, of how I got my start in the profession. Man, that's really good stuff, man. You know, it's great to hear that story. What was that correlation for you in terms of, you know, you go from the sidelines and now you step on the other side where you're actually in a hiring position and you're actually over coaches. Like, you know, was there like a um, a curve where you had to kind of get used to that um, or was it kind of natural for you to, to step into an athletic director role? It was not, it was natural because, you know, throughout my coaching career and especially from my experience as a student assistant video coordinator at Seton Hall as an undergrad, and then going to be a coordinator of basketball operations at Penn, my experience from the admin and coaching side culminated with, you know, a lot of the responsibilities I was doing as an, as an athletic director. Um, As far as, you know, supporting my coaches, I mean, for me, you know, I was extremely invested in my coaches because one, I realized that, you know, the salaries were low. I was asking a lot of them to really enhance our programs and enhance our department, which in turn would enhance our university. Um, And I was constantly fighting for them and they saw that. And, you know, the one thing that they knew is they could always come to me for advice, whether it's, you know, positive situation, negative situation, whatever it might be. But like the one thing that I learned with them is that, you know, of course, a lot of coaches make very little money. And the one thing that I always did with my coaches that I knew cost us nothing, but meant a lot was showing them appreciation. And so just making sure that they knew that they were valued and that they were appreciated um, it didn't make up for all the lack of money that they were getting, but um, having been in their shoes and knowing how hard that they worked and the investment that they put in um, really make, made me, um, you know, just emphasize the importance of me constantly reinforcing that that they were valued and appreciated. Yeah, that, that, that really means a lot. I mean, me being a coach, you know, just having an administration that 
you know, appreciates you and just goes that extra mile to show that they care about, you know, not only what you do, your body, your work, but just your well-being. You know, it really means the world. And it, it equals something that dollars sometimes can't equal, but it's valuable to them. So that this is really good to hear no your mind. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and, you know, one thing, you know, like, especially with my basketball coaches, I mean, you know, I'm not a soccer coach. I don't know soccer, you know, I learned <laughs> a lot about soccer in the role or volleyball, whatnot. But, you know, with my basketball coaches, you know, I told them, I'm like, listen, this is your program. Like you guys run it how you want. If you want to utilize me as a resource or a sounding board, do it, you know, but I'm never going to tell you how to run your program or, or what to do. And trust me, there were times I was watching basketball games and, I'm like, what the heck is like, why are we doing this? And I, that's when my like, uh, you know, uh, staff would see me walk out of the gym <laughs> and, uh, and go to my office for, for a couple minutes. Cause you know, I obviously listen, it's, it's their program and, um, and I allowed it to be their program. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. It's really good. And, um, I know coaches appreciate that. And, but you know, one thing that you said that really, uh, resounds with me is just, you know, as you were an athletic director, having them having that access to you in case they need you, like that's that's very you know um, that's a very important too um, because I, I know I love to have people, especially in administration, that I can go to and say, hey, you know, I need you to make this call for me because I know you might know this coach over here over here. We need this guarantee game, <laughs> you know, yeah. or you know some some type of situation. So I mean, it's always good. Um, you know, yeah, at- my client or my my coaches, you know, they I mean, you know, I worked hard for them. You know, they they heard from me, you know, after every win or, or loss, you know, whether it was a home game, road game, whatever it was. And just just to know that, hey, like I'm here. Keep your head up. Congratulations, whatever it might be. So they they never had to worry about, you know, the accessibility that they had with me. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, you know, when you were younger, you know, having that dream of always wanting to be a coach and then obtaining that, what was, tell us about one of your highlights, you know, after you obtained that and just doing your time as a coach, what's one of those highlights that you can say, man, I'm proud of that moment, or I'm proud of this time of different events that happened. Tell us about that a little bit. Sure. Well, I mean, I think just, you know, being fortunate enough to be offered an opportunity to return to my alma mater and uh, become an assistant coach at Seton Hall. Uh, the head coach at the time was Phyllis Mangina. And um, I had gotten to know her, obviously, as, as an undergrad while I was working with the men's team and had stayed in touch with her. And, you know, the Big East Conference, as I said, was the Mecca Conference, you know, in the country at the time. And so, you know, to be able to pro- be provided that opportunity, I think I was only 24, 25 at the time to be able to go and, and be a full-time assistant coach in the big East was a dream come true. And, you know, that's why after three years, um, as I kind of indicated, you know, I felt really satisfied with where my career was, um, because I had, I had reached that Mecca, you know, for me, um, of coaching the best conference in the country at my alma mater. And so, um, while, you know, maybe I would have wanted to be a head coach. Um, you know, I felt really satisfied and complete with it. So I would say, I mean, that certainly that opportunity to, to be able to coach in that conference against the best coaches in the country at my alma mater was, you know, the highlight. And in terms of, you know, becoming an athletic director, being an administration, 
Like, is that is that something that has kind of happened as a result of you being in the business or is it something that you kind of thought about doing at a time? Yeah, you know, I had um, I had been offered a couple uh, assistant AD roles um, after I got out of coaching. And, you know, at the time I was just, you know, I wasn't necessarily uh, ready to kind of step back into it. And so it kind of opened up my eyes, though, like, hey, you know what, like that is, you know, I enjoy a lot of the things that come with it, but you're not necessarily um, dealing with the day-to-day process of, um, of you know, tra- extensive travel like you are with coaching and whatnot. And, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to work your butt off and, um, you know, professional balance doesn't come with being an AD either. But it was it was kind of like a natural thought, like, as I had said, you know, when I was when I had taken some time away where I'm like, Hey, like, you know what? Um, haven't been offered these previous positions and, um, thinking more about, you know, my, my passion and, um, and the responsibilities that come with it. It was like, yeah, maybe this is something that's kind of like a natural transition from here that kind of fills what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I like to hear, you know, just, just how people got where they are, you know, um, sometimes things just happen, you know, and you all get offered an opportunity it, yeah. that it's just like, wow, like didn't think about that one, but you know, um, so that's, that's really good to hear. Well, I, I mean, I'll be honest, like, you know, um, I talked, uh, I talked with a couple different schools with AD and assistant AD positions, you know, during this time. And, um, yeah, I mean, listen, you get a, you know, you go through the interview process and, you know, looking back on it, I mean, I'm kind of like, man, I knew nothing. And, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm so fortunate that, you know, they believed enough in me that, um, that they gave me the opportunity to become an AD. And I mean, it was, it was scary, you know, stepping into it because again, you know, like I hadn't been an assistant AD, you know, I was stepping into an AD role from a coaching role. And so, you know, obviously there were, um, you know, some times where you're like, man, like, I hope I know what I'm doing. But, you know, I think for me, I just wanted to put, you know, uh, a personal feel and it's all about, you know, a relationship, um, you know, driven business and doing what I would want from my administration as a coach. And so that's what I did as an AD. And so it made it, you know, it made it a really smooth transition. Good stuff, man. So, you know, from the time that you had your your colleagues, friends in the coaching game, they said, hey, you know, why don't you be my agent? You know, transitioning into when you first started, like, like, how did it feel like when you could first officially say, like, man, I have my own agency? Like, like, what was the feeling for you? Well, you know, it, it wasn't until, so, you know, like the first, I would say, you know, 10 clients that I had started working with and had signed, you know, these were coaches that I knew in my coaching career, um, that I had gotten to know and, and had built relationships with that, uh, had, you know, I felt like were right on the cusp of becoming division one head coaches, but just maybe needed a little extra guidance, a little extra push to be able to get there. And so it wasn't until the first off season 
Um, so I had started my business back in 2013. So this would be 2014, you know, between March and, uh, and April, May of 2014. And five of my clients became division one head coaches. And so it was at that point that, you know, it essentially became real because before then, um, you know, I, I wasn't making money. Um, you know, the, the clients were still in the same positions that they were in at that point. And so getting to that point where obviously, you know, just playing a small role in helping these coaches advance their careers and reach their dream of becoming a division one head coach. I mean, there's nothing, there was nothing like it, you know, it went well beyond, you know, having been a coach before it went well beyond, obviously, you know, the business financial gain that comes with a, a client advancing to that head coaching role, but um, it was so much more valuable than, than that because, you know, I had been in their, in their position. And so obviously at that point, you know, it was like, Hey, like, you know, there's, there's something here that can really work. And at the time I was still an athletic director. Um, I was still working in that role. And so, you know, once I saw that, you know, there was some success and, and was able to build a little bit of foundation, my, my wife um, was, pregnant with our first child. And I had said, well, uh, I'm going to quit my job as an AD <laughs> and take an, another pay cut and, and try to give this a go. Um, and I had said, you know, listen, I'll, I'll wait till March of 2015, you know, that way, you know, uh, I'll stick, you know, I won't leave the school, the, the university I was a AD at in the lurch. And so I told, I told my boss and she was, she was very upset in terms of, you know, she didn't want to lose me, but you know, she keep completely understood the frustrations that I, that I had with the position at times. And so, um, you know, I told her, I was like, Hey, like, I'm not just going to leave you like in December here, I'll, I'll stick it out through basketball season. And so it, you know, then it became real in March of 2015 when I left and was on my own. Yeah, man, that's a, um, you know, it's, it's something that sticks out there. You know, it's, you know, you wanted to make a move and, and it's not easy to, to tell your, you know, your boss, you know, um, and I, I, sometimes it can be sticky even in the business in doing that, you know, you don't know when, you don't know when not to, but, you know, it sounds like for you, you know, there was something that you saw if for, for you that was that better move and, and you were, you were able to, I want to say have the guts to step out and do something like just an uncharted territory for yourself that you've never done before. So, um, it was really good to hear that kind of story. Um, you know, I've known of people that, you know, they have those dreams and aspirations and, and it's challenging to step away, um, mm -hmm. from a role like that, but it's really good to hear that. Um, and so well, you gotta, you know, Lewis, like you gotta bet on yourself, you know, like that's what it comes down to. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful to, you know, those first, you know, we'll say 10 clients that had signed on board with me when I had nothing to prove for myself, you know, other than their belief in me and my belief, um, you know, in them. And so, you know, for, for them, I'm forever grateful. And these are people like, you know, Caroline McCombs, who's the head coach at Stony Brook or Gail Coates Folks, who's, you know, the head coach at Davidson, you know, Gail had played for me at Fairleigh Dickinson. She was a former, you know, player of mine. And and these people, you know, these these uh, coaches had come on board with me and, and believed in me just as much as I believed in them. And so, you know, I'm forever grateful for that.
So now in the process of you signing on a client, take us through the process once you have that client and now you're trying to implement that client, you know, until whatever you might have to do to get the information. And now you're trying to, whether it's shop them or help them to get to another level, what are some of the processes um, that you do there? And even honestly, even answer the question to what do you look for in a client? You know, how does that process go for you? Sure, sure. Well, you know, first answering the question about what I look for in a client. I mean, obviously, you know, this is my own business. And so I want to enjoy who I'm working with. And so the character of the person um, and, you know, do, do I, at the end of the day, want to help this person maximize all aspects of their career and, and reach their dream well beyond a financial level, um, but from a personal level. And so that's, you know, from, from the standpoint of the person and coach, um, that's very important to me. But, you know, also, you know, as my agency has grown, um, you know, it, I've signed very limited clients over the last couple of years. You know, I've been very selective about who I represent because I, it's very important to me to diversify the clients that I have. I don't want to encounter um, too much conflict of interest when it comes to, you know, clients fitting the same profile um, you know, in the same area of the country with same level of experience looking for the same type of job. Um, and so, you know, diversification is, is extremely important. And, you know, when considering potential clients, you know, are they different than a lot of the clients that I'm currently representing? And unfortunately that, um, you know, along with, um, you know, how I look at people from a, a character standpoint. I mean, I've turned down some some really great coaches um, because of, you know, the fact that I just, my loyalty and my fairness has to be to the current clients that I'm representing. So that's as far as what I, what I look for and what's important as far as, you know, what happens when I start working with them. I mean, every coach is completely different. I mean, some coaches aspire, our assistant coaches aspire to be a head coach. Some are you know, division one head coaches who aspire to be, you know, at a higher level. Um, and then some are division one head coaches that just want further protection, protection and maximization in their current position. Um, the most important thing though, is making sure that the person is as protected and, and maximizing any financial terms in their current position, because that's the only guarantee that we have right now, essentially is the position that they're in and not the position that they want. And so, making sure they're in a great position where they're at um, is, is very important. But, you know, as I said, every client's completely different. And so, you know, for me, you know, once I get a client on board, you know, they, they understand depending on obviously the time of the year um, that, you know, I'm going to be an available sounding board to them and be able to, you know, assist them with various aspects of their careers. You know, it might be, you know, situations that they might encounter, you know, with their staff or with student athletes or their administration. Um, you know, it could be helping them with career, career advancement opportunities in terms of expanding their network or, um, you know, presenting ideas to other clients to be able to, you know, gather feedback to better help them manage their program. Um, you know, it could be helping them get involved in different professional development aspects and then, you know, marketing them, um, being able to market them, obviously, you know, occasionally through social media, but a newsletter that we have and in speaking with um, athletic administrators and whatnot. And then, you know, it's it also comes down to 
advocating for them in their current position and uh, and making sure that they're as in as good a position as possible financially and, and protection wise that that they can be um, before any of this, you know, career advancement opportunity um, really even takes place. So that's kind of a, you know, uh, roundabout way of saying it's a, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm I put myself similar to what I did as an AD. I mean, I put myself back in my, my coaching shoes and look at if I was still coaching, what would I want from an agent? And so that's how I manage um, my agency and, and try to do things that are different than other agents um, and, and try to, you know, work and, and be an advocate for clients in a different way because I can put myself back in my shoes and, and do for them what I would want from an agent if I was still coaching. And that, that kind of speaks to you being on the both sides, like you mentioned earlier, that you're able to provide that that different type of experience and and and, and support because you know both sides of the spectrum. It's very valuable. Um, and then I'll tell you this too, man. Like I never like I, I knew about player agents because I played pro, but I, I I wasn't introduced to the fact that coaches had agents until I actually started coaching in college, man. So it's pretty, it's pretty sweet that, you know, you can be a coach and actually have an agent, have representation. Um, you yeah, know. And it's, and when I had gotten started, there was, you know, there were maybe uh, two people who were, who were doing it, um, you know? And so for me, you know, similar to, to them, you know, I saw that there were very limited people were actually prioritizing women's basketball coaches. The agents that were working with women's basketball coaches, um, you know, women's basketball coaches weren't a priority for them. You know, they they would uh, represent the women's coaches because it was money to be made. But, you know, at the end of the day, when a women's coach is making, you know, five times less than the men's coach, who's going to be the priority when, you know, when both are calling at the same time? And so for me, I saw that, you know, I could be an advocate and a resource for coaches having been on both sides of the table, but also by prioritizing women's basketball coaches. And so I've maintained that focus. Um, and since then, obviously, you know, more and more people, you know, have come out and, and attempted to be agents during this, you know, since I had, had gotten started. Um but again, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the experience that I have kind of has separated myself. Um, I didn't learn how to, you know, be an agent by watching Jerry Maguire and, uh, and <laughs> think that's what you need to do. You know, I, I've, in terms of my, you know, my agency and, and how I work with my clients and how I deal with administrators and search firms is, um, is based on my experience. Yeah. And, and to, to add to your experience, you know, I, I've noticed, uh, that you have several different certificates on top of the degrees and different things that you've done. One of the ones I like that, that really sound good to me reading it, it was the, um, the certificate of negotiation essentials from Notre Dame. Like talk about like just how, you know, that one, as well as any other ones that you might want to mention that, how does that enhance, you know, what you're able to do um, for your clients um, through your agency? Sure. Well, you know, in terms of the negotiation certificate, I mean, obviously it, was a great opportunity to just uh, to just learn how to better um, you know better position myself in terms of negotiating for my clients and so you know I invested in myself to be able to do that to you know better invest in my clients and 
So, you know, I had done that, you know, when I had first gotten, you know, started probably even before I had, you know, kind of when I was like, yeah, I think, you know, I'm going to start this agency. I think I had done that um, before the official formation of it. And, um, and it's been beneficial. I mean, there's no question. I'm still using strategies learned in that, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, what, what I do in terms of negotiation, obviously you, you can't just ask for something and expect that it's going to be given to you. You know, you have to really work to make the other side, understand your point of view and help make the decision for them by providing information and data and rationale. And so, um, you know, negotiations aren't always, always easy. And if it is easy, then you're not fighting hard enough, I think at times. And so, um, it certainly has been a, been a really beneficial, um, experience for me going, you know, going through that early on in my career. And obviously you learn as, uh, as time goes on and, and through experiences and, you know, geez, I've done over a hundred different negotiations by now. So, um, you know, it's, uh, but, but, you know, I look at them as really, uh, you know, it, I look at everyone, no matter how you know great of a season my client had or how poor of a season my client had as, as a challenge. And, um, and so just being able to, you know, come to uh, agreement that is best for my client is, you know, uh, exciting. Yeah. So it's awesome stuff right there, man. Um, you know, it's one thing you pointed out there is just like, uh, actually is a, is a, probably something I'll tweet. <laughs> you said, uh, if you're, if you're not negotiating, um, some to the effect of if you're not working hard enough, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what you said, but I'm going to go back and listen to it. Um, but yeah, in terms if of, you're, not working, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if it's easy, you know, if the negotiation's easy, then you're probably not working hard enough. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's it right there. That that's, you know, you got to put some effort into it. And I think that's what anything, you know, across the board, you know, me being a former athlete, you know, coaches, I mean, someone in your position and still throwing those kind of just essentials of hard work out there, you know, every level has its level of hard work. So, you know, it's really good right there. Um, as we kind of, you know, turn this corner a little bit, um, you know, when I bring folks on, you know, one of the things I like to do is just if there's something that you live by, you know, if there's a principle, it could be a quote, a scripture, just something that has kind of carried you um, in terms of kind of what you do that you've been able to uh, use and walk with and walk by and, you know, see the fruit of it. You know, what's something for you, you know, as you do what you do that has helped you? Well, I mean, I think, you know, for me, everything I do and when times get tough and when, uh, you know, you're, you're tired and you need to push through or um, you're frustrated, you know, it always comes back to my kids and, you know, my, my son, my son, Mason and my daughter, Harper. I mean, everything I do is for them and to provide them the best life that they possibly can have. And so, um, you know, there's no question that that's, you know, that's always been and, and will always be my, my top priority. And so, you know, it just further motivates me um, in addition to obviously, you know, what I do and, and, you know, being able to be a small part of helping my clients, you know, achieve happiness by achieving maximization of their careers 
and reaching, you know, career goals, um, you know, that's, I mean, that will never get old, but, you know, when all is said and done, um, you know, just being able to provide and, and make my kids proud, that's, you know, the, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's it right there. You know, I mean, me as a, a new, uh, newlywed, <laughs> you know, my, my life focus shifts as well. Um, no kids at the time, but my wife, you know, um, yeah. similar to yourself, you, your family, your kids, you know, it, um, and then your clients, you know, that, that, that's, that's really amazing. Well, um, go ahead. I will say the, uh, you know, the, the quarantine with a two and a half and a five and a half year old has not been easy <laughs> though. So there's, uh, <laughs> you know, like that, that always is, you know, and will always be my, my number one priority and whatnot. But, um, but it is not easy um, being being in the house and, and working from home and not traveling uh, like I'm normally doing this time of year. Um, you know, they, they've certainly made that that hard. But, you know, I guess one day I'll look back and uh, and miss and, and be grateful for this time. Yeah. With the uh, with the quarantine, like just give us a small snapshot of what what's your day look like? You know, I know it's a lot of hoops to jump through with things going on. It's not normal. I know coaches, some are back at school, some aren't, don't know when the season's happening. I mean, you know, what has it been for you? You know, what is a snapshot of a, a, a typical day for you dealing with this and then trying to, you know, satisfy and service the needs of your clients? Sure. Well, it's, you know, it's certainly been an interesting off season. Um, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, there's so many, every coach and every university is being impacted in, in different ways, but they are being impacted. And so a lot of it comes down to, you know, just being a, a sounding board and a counselor for my clients this off season. Now, you know, I think it's, it's certainly affected the, the number and, and types of jobs that have opened. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of uh, clients who have had tremendous success at the mid-major level this past year, but, you know, there didn't, happen to be a lot of power five jobs that are open this year because I think of what we were facing with COVID. And so, you know, career advancement opportunities were limited. And so um, also from the standpoint of contract negotiations, I mean, you know, we've done a bunch of renegotiations, but, you know, it's also been a challenge because again, every school is being impacted differently. And, you know, there's some who um, were in line for, or maybe, you know, are well-deserving of raises or extensions, but, you know, administrators, it's, it's tough for them to be able to go to the board and get approval for that when they're also asking employees outside the department or even within the department to be furloughed or to, uh, to ask for salary reductions. And so it's been a, it's been a challenging off season in, in that aspect and just being able to help clients work through this. Um, you know, for example, like yesterday, um, I'm emailing everyone to put together an email chain to just, you know, for all clients to be able to utilize each other as a resource with, hey, how are you best utilizing safe and effective strategies for these team workouts that are starting this week? Um, and so just being able to provide them, you know, additional uh, learning opportunities and, and resource opportunities um, is also been, been beneficial. Um, you know, I've had to be creative this off season because of, you know, not having the final four and, um, and a conference that I run called head coach training center that I do each May, uh, because of, of COVID. And so, you know, I put together a, a eight part zoom 
uh, career advancement series for clients with different topics. And so just being able to continue to provide them with career advancement opportunities, continue to be a sounding board for them and continue to advocate for them, whether we're, you know, able to make progress with their administration or not this off season, but, you know, while also being very sensitive to the fact that, you know, uh, administrators are in a very tough and stressful position. And so um, you have to be very strategic and, and sensitive to that approach. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's a lot to consider during this time, man. And it's, uh, like I say, someone that, um, you know, does what you do, you know, to have the clients that you have um, in the, the space that we're in, especially with this thing going on, the pandemic and everything. It's it's important. You know, it's important. And, and so it's great to hear that, you know, you're there for your clients and doing all that you can. You know, we're doing a lot virtual. So we're, I think there's yeah. a lot of virtual experts out of this, you know, and yeah. Zoom experts and but, um, man, as we, you know, before I let you go, man, you know, this may be hard to answer because you, you may have a lot of different success stories. But what, what, what's either a, a most recent or maybe just one, you know, throughout your, your, your um, agency um, tenure that has just really touched your heart, man, when you've been, you've been able to, to offer your services? And it's just a story that you just it just touches you, man. Sure. I don't know if there's, you know, in particular, you know, one story, but kind of like I've, I've alluded to before, I mean, to, and, and you've been a, you know, college coach, so you understand how hard it is to become a division one head coach and, and how hard it is to obtain those positions, because there's so many different factors that go into, I mean, you have to excel, you can't just, um, do well in the interview process. I mean, you have to be perfect. Everything needs to play out perfectly from, you know, obviously your prior experience to how you interview to, you know, the people making calls for you to how you present yourself, you know, what you present, like everything has to be perfect. And so, you know, it, it will never get old when, you know, I've worked with uh, over the past seven off seasons, 43 different clients who have obtained a first time or new division one head coach position and it will never get old getting that phone call from them and hearing tears in their eyes because then I got tears in my eyes because like they finally reached that goal that they worked so hard for and that they know is so tough to achieve and so um, you know like that is one of the I mean that touches me every single time. Like it will just, that those things will never get old for me. And so, you know, like I just, every off season, you know, I've been blessed to work with just great coaches and great people. And so I just look forward to, you know, getting those calls. Um, So I know that's not a specific story, but like that right there is, you know, every time I get that call, you know, it shows me just being able to play just a small part in helping them yeah. achieve that, you know, that happiness um, is so meaningful. Man, that's super amazing, man. And, and it's, you know, I, I love that you do what you do. It's, it's definitely needed. You know, I've been there. I've been a um, D1 associate head coach. And, you know, it's it's just a, a lot that coaches go through. It's a grind every single day. It's a, it, for a person that's never done it, it is a grind. I always, I've always had people ask me, Hey, what are you doing the off season? Hey, what do you yeah. do? You know, and <laughs> I'm like, man. You... <laughs> so it's a grind, but to have someone there that can represent you 
and, and help you through that process, man, it's invaluable. Um, never experienced it myself, but I've had, you know, friends in the game that, that do have agents, you know, I, I see the things you do. Um, so it's amazing, man. I, I, you know, applaud the things you do, man. And, um, just really, I'm grateful that you took the time, man, to just come on and talk today, man, about what you do, your story, you know, kind of what your day to day, you know, is, is, is like, you know, during this time, man. So I uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule, man. And I thank you so much for letting me interview you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. You know, it's, uh, going back to what you said before, I mean, it is, um, you know, it's, it's a team effort, you know, I, I can't do it alone. And, and at times, obviously, you know, the, the client can't do it their own and, and it's, um, it's a team effort to be able to maximize, but, you know, just, as I said, I'm just fortunate to work with amazing coaches and, you know, just mutually supportive, uh, people who, um, are invested in, in me as much as I've invested in them. And, and, um, that means everything to me, but, um, thank you so much for having me, you know, keep up the great work with this podcast. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed, as I said in the beginning, I've enjoyed the couple episodes that I've listened to and look forward to listening to more in the future. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you. Also, um, can you leave your, your your social media handles or your website where people can just reach out to you, check you out, see what you're doing? Yeah. So the website is uh, thebdsagency.com. And then pretty much all my social media handles are uh, at BDSTAN, B-D-S-T-A-N. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you being on. Um, hey, guys, make sure you go and um, check out his information that he just left, social media, website. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoy reading the bio. enjoyed, you know, just seeing some of the things that he does, amazing things that he does, especially with the head coaches in the space that he's occupying within the game of women's basketball. For your auto, home, life, and financial needs, please visit David Roberts State Farm, 419-420-7700 or at agentdavidroberts.com. And hey, for you you all out there that are um, in the market for a new shooting machine, um, with Dr. Dish, they make some of the most amazing shooting machines on the planet. And for a limited time offer, um, for mentioning the Interview You podcast, you can receive $300 off of the CT, the All-Star, or the Rebel model of the shooting machine. So make sure you go and check them out at drdishbasketball.com. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Interview You. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.